Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, October 12th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. If you go and follow right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning into Lockdown Blackhawks and making the show your first listen here this morning. On the show today, I'll be talking about the Blackhawks, two goaltenders, Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia, both clearing waivers yesterday afternoon. I'll also discuss the Blackhawks' NHL roster being finalized, so I'll be sure to mention who's in and who's out for Wednesday's season opener against the Colorado Avalanche, just one day away from Blackhawks hockey, ladies and gentlemen. And then to wrap things up, I'll be unveiling the number four prospect on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Lots of good stuff coming today, per usual, on your one-stop shop for all things Blackhawks. To open things up now, though, I want to start segment one today with a quick discussion on Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban, both clearing waivers yesterday. And if you haven't been keeping up with the Hawks' latest roster moves first, be sure to go and check out yesterday's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks because the opening segment there was just... A complete recap of everything that took place over the weekend, and it was quite the busy weekend for the Chicago Blackhawks. So if you're still a little behind on all of their recent roster transactions, then definitely go and check out the show from yesterday. But one of the key moves made over the weekend by the Hawks was on Sunday, they placed both Delia and Subban on waivers. And really, it's been obvious for quite a while that there wasn't going to be room for either of those two on the NHL roster with the arrival of Marc-Andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen securely locked into the number two job. But I think what what has happened over the past couple weeks is that the Blackhawks were kind of just waiting for another team to either have a goaltender go go down or for another team to just kind of realize that they might need some more depth at uh in the net than they anticipated heading into the year but unfortunately it doesn't look like anyone came calling because I, I would like to believe at this point that the Blackhawks would be pretty pretty willing to accept any deal that was offered for these two consider- considering they put them through waivers and risked losing them for nothing uh and I know that during his press conference yesterday head coach Jeremy Carlton said the team likes both guys and is happy that they're both still around. And I'm not doubting that to be true or anything, but thinking about the Rockford Ice Hogs and what they have going on down in the AHL right now, Arvid Soderblom signed over the summer. 
he seems to be the guy that uh, the organization would like to get a, a lot of starts down in Rockford this year. The, we're pretty high on him and his future. Uh, one of the uh, most sought-after goaltenders overseas in this past offseason. And then down in Rockford with Soderblom is still Kale Morris and Tom Auburn as well. And now add Delia and Subban to the mix, and all of a sudden it's, it's a pretty crowded group down there at goalie in Rockford. And with Delia and Subban, both of them at this point of this of their careers don't have anything left to prove at the AHL level. And I can't imagine that either of them are happy with the situation they now find themselves in. And also, I can't imagine that the Blackhawks are wanting either of those two to be taking away starts from Soderblom and Morris and Auburn. Um, neither guy deserves to be there at this point either. Delia in particular has expressed his disinterest um, in the past with being at that level. And and this just all really makes me believe that there, there probably are more moves coming in the goaltender department for the Blackhawks. Personally, I'd have to lean more towards Delia being the man on the move, considering the past and, and the situation that he's vocalized here in Chicago. But I've been saying that for a while now. Um, it, I was just really honestly surprised that no one took a chance on either of these two through waivers, you know, a chance to get them for absolutely nothing in return. Um, I know for Delia, the million-dollar cap hit may not be great for a backup goaltender of his caliber, but that still really surprised me that both goaltenders went unclaimed. And honestly, by having that occur, it, it really didn't do the Blackhawks any favors because I really do think they were hoping that someone was going to pick up at least one of those two. But now, thinking about how no one, you know, if no one wanted them for free through waivers, it's hard to imagine that anyone's going to be too antsy or um, too willing to go and trade for either Colin Delia or Malcolm Subban in the next couple of days. And if anything, now the Blackhawks may have to sweeten the deal a little bit in order to move them by. They're taking on some of the contract for this final year. Both Delia and Subban are only under contract for one more season. Or they'd have to throw in another asset, which in this situation, in this instance, would probably be a later round draft pick. And I don't know that the Blackhawks are going to want to do that. Uh, but at the same time, though, if if they don't do that, um, they're going to be stuck with both Delia and Subban in the AHL for the foreseeable future. So by neither of those two getting claimed yesterday, it really puts the Blackhawks in a bit of a tough situation. Um, again, you know, I think they would like to get a deal done if possible, but that might be easier said than done at this point. So we'll see if anything more comes about this situation. But for the moment, both... Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban have been assigned to the Blackhawks AHL affiliate Rockford Icehogs to start the year after cleaving waivers yesterday afternoon. All right, that takes care of the latest roster updates on the Blackhawks goaltender situation. Coming up in just a moment, I'll be getting into the Blackhawks finalizing their roster for Wednesday's season opener against the Colorado Avalanche. But first, I need to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live 
another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbors, best friends logging for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more right now at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has reached October. Playoff baseball is the best type of baseball. NFL and college football are also in the midst of their seasons. And the UFC has some incredible fights coming up in the next month. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now, let's get into everything that took place at Blackhawks practice yesterday, which then led to the final roster being named later on in the afternoon. But first, defenseman Eric Gustafson was back at Fifth Third Arena yesterday after signing a one-year contract with the Blackhawks on Sunday. And Gustafson said in his press conference following practice that the Hawks approached him about a contract last Friday that was probably after the announcement came out on the Caleb Jones injury and then he said that after they first started conversing on Friday that it didn't take long for the two sides to work out a deal so Gustafson was already back in attendance for practice on Monday as was defenseman Ian Mitchell who survived the final round of roster cuts ahead of Jakob Galvis And then also back on the ice for the first time in a couple of weeks was defenseman Alec Regula, who had been out recently with a back injury that cost him the entire preseason, unfortunately. The only bit of action he got was in that prospect showcase against the Minnesota Wild a few weeks back. So good to see Regula out there on Monday skating for a little bit on the extra defensive pairing along with Eric Gustafson. Uh, But Regula wasn't out there for all that long is it looks like the Hawks were just trying to get him any action if possible before the season gets starts because um well I don't know if Regula had a setback or something or if this was simply just part of the Blackhawks financial plan but Regula actually will join Wyatt Kalanuck on injured reserve to start the season while Caleb Jones on the other hand 
will start the year on long-term injured reserve to get the Blackhawks under the cap ceiling. Um, so we'll see. I'm sure there'll be more updates about Regula, but as of now, it looks like he's going to start out at least on injured reserve along with Kalanuk. And that kind of, um, makes things, you know, it, it, now things are, have finally been figured out on defense for the Blackhawks on opening night. Um, it's been a tough last week or so now with, with the injuries and so many guys rotating in and out. Um, but it looks like, we can confidently say we know who's going to be in there for the Blackhawks tomorrow night. The top defensive pairing looks like it's going to be Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy with McCabe and Seth Jones, the original top pairing for the Blackhawks to start training camp. Those two have been split up for the last week or so, and it looks like McCabe and Murphy are going to serve as that top pairing now. While Jones recently has been skating on the second defensive pairing with Calvin DeHaan, and I expect that to probably remain the same on Wednesday. Those two seem uh, a, like a pretty good fit with DeHaan being the more stay-at-home, sturdy type of a defenseman while Jones can uh, really do it all and can kind of be a little bit more aggressive knowing he's got a stay-at-home guy alongside him. And then all signs are pointing towards Riley Stillman skating with Ian Mitchell on the third defensive pairing tomorrow night. And if you told me that a week ago, ladies and gentlemen, I would have thought you were crazy because... The way things were shaping up, Mitchell wasn't even in the running to make the opening night roster a week ago. Caleb Jones had been great in the preseason and really looked like he had done enough to earn a spot on the opening night roster. Uh, Wyatt Kalnuck also seemed pretty sure to be a lock to make the team as well. And then Jakob Galvis even seemed to be getting more opportunities than Mitchell was down the stretch. But... That's how hockey goes sometimes, you know. Th- things can happen in quite a hurry. And all of a sudden, also, Eric Gustafson's back in Chicago. If you told me that a week ago, I would have been like, uh, that makes absolutely no sense because in a, uh, a week ago, there was a little bit of a logjam for the Blackhawks. But again, things can change quickly in this sport, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but now, after Jakob Galvis was sent out on Sunday and with Alec Regula being placed on IR... It looks like Eric Gustafson is the man that's going to be serving as the seventh defenseman for the Hawks to open things up. And in my opinion, that is kind of the perfect spot for him right now. You know, if the Blackhawks are needing some more offense in their lineup after the first couple games, Gustafson, obviously, that's his forte. And also, he's a guy that's played both sides, left and the right defense in the past. If you remember just a couple years ago, he was serving as a top defensive pairing, uh, a t- uh, serving as a top pairing defenseman, excuse me, for the Blackhawks on the right side next to Duncan Keith. So with Gustafson's versatility, again, if the Hawks are, are needing some more offense from the back end in the early going, Gus seems like a good guy to call upon for probably, I'd have to guess, 11 to 14 minutes per night. Carlton's come out and said it's not going to be the same role he had back in 2019-20 when they were playing him 20 minutes per game. It's going to be limited offensive opportunities. We're much deeper now, um, and there's a lot better defensive defensemen that we could play in defensive situations than Eric Gustafson. Um, But, you know, with Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalanick out, it's nothing against uh, Riley Stillman or Ian Mitchell or Eric Gustafson, but... Uh, it's really shaping up to me 
the, to look like the Hawks are, are going to lean on that that big four of McCabe, Murphy, DeHaan, and Seth Jones pretty heavily in the early, early going, especially considering the roles that each of those guys play in the special teams department. On the power play, that's where Seth Jones will be. Power play two, potentially, is where we could see Eric Gustafson. But then on the penalty kill, that will likely include all four of those guys that I just mentioned. So, um, you know, e- even though... Gustafson's not exactly the best defender, to put it nicely. Um, With Riley Stillman and Ian Mitchell, neither of them seem like they're going to have really big special team roles. Um, That could make it a little bit easier of a transition for Gustafson to come in, uh, you know, with with two of the more offensive-minded guys for this defense and Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalanuck out for the first couple weeks of the regular season. As for the forward group, uh, the top six... Seems pretty set in stone at this point. Alex DeBrinkett, Tyler Johnson, Patrick Kane, they've remained in the top line throughout all of training camp. While Dominic Kubalik, Jonathan Taves, and Philip Kurashev have been the second line for the past couple of weeks now as well. And Kurashev, by the way, one thing I wanted to be sure to mention was that um, <clears throat> he actually was sent down to the Rockford Icehogs on Monday afternoon along with Mackenzie Entwistle. But don't freak out, folks. That is only being done as a paper transaction for the Blackhawks. Both guys, Kurashev and Entwistle, have officially made the Hawks opening night roster and are expected to be recalled sometime later on today. Uh, but I-, I wanted to be sure to give Philip Kurashev a lot of credit here for the way that he performed throughout training camp. Not only solidifying himself a roster spot because being one of the few waiver-exempt players heading into camp, I wasn't... 100% positive there if there was going to be room for him. But with the way he played, you know, that there was no way that Carlton wasn't going to have him in the lineup on Wednesday night. So credit again to Philip Kurashev for just not only solidifying a roster spot, but also securing a top six roster spot alongside Dominic Kubalik and Jonathan Taze. I kind of have a feeling, though, that that's going to be a little bit of a rotating door throughout the course of the season, that wing spot next to Kubalik and Taze. But Kurashev certainly has earned the right for the first crack at it with the way he performed in training camp and in the preseason. The third line for the Blackhawks right now looks like it's going to be Brandon Hagel, Kirby Doc, and Henrik Borgstrom. And I've talked a bunch recently about how I personally saw one of the final lineup spots coming down to either Borgstrom or Dylan Strom. And right now, it looks like Borstrom is the one that has the upper hand. To Strom's credit, though, I will say that he's been playing a lot better recently when actually given an opportunity. Shocker how that works. Um, But uh, still, Colleton has just consistently had him on the outside looking in during camp. So if I had to guess right now, I would have to think that Strom's probably in line to serve as one of the two extra forwards on opening night. Um, but, but we'll see what happens here later on in the afternoon in practice. The fourth line, though, Jujar Kara and Ryan Carpenter, I think, are both probably locks at this point. Kara first has been really impressive so far in camp. He flashed some offense. Uh, his physicality has been noticeable. And then Carpenter is just so versatile and also an extremely big part of the penalty kill unit. So I think those two guys are both probably locks. And then the final lineup spot as of right now on the other wing for the fourth line looks like it's coming down to either Mackenzie Entwistle or Adam Gaudette. And as of Monday, Entwistle was the one 
who appeared to have the edge over Gaudet as the latter was serving as one of the extras in the forward rushes along with Dylan Strom. But to me, this is probably the only battle on to keep an eye here during the final day of training camp this afternoon. If I had to guess, though, like from what we've seen the past few days, Entwistle, I think, has the edge. And also, considering that he made the club, um, I really do think he's done enough to get the job. But at the same time, Gaudet's been solid as well, and he can play a little bit of a different role than what Entwistle provides down in the bottom six. So, again, we'll just have to wait and see who Colleton decides to go with later on this afternoon at Fifth Third Arena, where, by the way, I will be in attendance for Blackhawks practice once again, and we'll be sure to keep everyone updated on all the latest news ahead of the team flying to Colorado later on this afternoon for tomorrow night's season opener. All right, there is everything to know about the Blackhawks NHL roster being finalized yesterday. Coming up in just a minute, it's time to reveal the number four player on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. However, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. For segment three this morning, before I wrap things up, I still have to reveal number four on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Again, per usual, just as a quick recap, at number 10, I had forward Landon Slager at a third round pick in 2020, currently at Notre Dame. Number nine was fellow 2020 third round pick Wyatt Kaiser, who had a really strong freshman year at the University of Minnesota Duluth, and in my opinion, is a candidate to potentially shoot up this list in the next couple of years. And number eight, 2019 second-round pick Alex Vlasic, who's now a junior at Boston University and is looking to play a major role on defense once again for the Terriers. Number seven is forward Evan Barrett, who was among the final roster cuts for the Blackhawks over the weekend. Tough uh, to see that he kind of fell behind guys like Mackenzie Entwistle and also Mike Hardman. Lucas Reichel also was the talk of the town for a little bit there. None of that really helped Barrett's cause during training camp, but I actually thought he looked pretty sharp from what I saw, and he looks to be in line for a pretty large role with the Rockford Icehogs to start the year and could be among the Blackhawks' first call-ups. 
At number six, two guys tied together so far in their short NHL careers. I had both Mike Hardman and Mackenzie Entwistle check in at number six. Number five, 2020 second round pick Drew Camesso, goaltender for Boston University, teammates with Alex Vlasic who could potentially be the netminder of the future for the Chicago Blackhawks. Not going to happen anytime soon, though. He's still only a sophomore in college, but there's a lot of upside there for Camesso if things continue to head in the right direction. Now, ladies and gentlemen, coming in at number four on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list, I have a man I talked about actually not that long ago on the episode, and that is 21-year-old defenseman, Alec Regula, who was a third-round pick of the Detroit Red Wings back in 2018, but was traded to the Blackhawks early on in the 2019-20 season in exchange for forward Brendan Perlini. And last season for Regula, unfortunately, happened to be his first as a professional. Tough to see him, you know, bouncing in between the taxi squad and the AHL. There wasn't a full season down in the A. And in total, Regula only wound up playing in 16 games for the Ice Hogs, recording three goals and one assist for four points. But Regula actually got to make his NHL debut towards the end of the season for the Blackhawks, appearing in three games total, didn't record any points, had three hits while averaging just over 12 minutes per game. So not much of a role for Regula in those... uh, few games of action, but he did at least get his feet wet a little bit and kind of got to figure out, you know, the speed of the game and what it's like to go up against the best in the world and everything. But to me, this season for Regula, with things going back to an 82-game schedule, kind of the AHL being back to normal as well, Regula, once he's able to be fully healthy, I think this is going to be a monster year for him, and he should take on a much, much larger role for the Ice Hogs than he saw last season. And actually, it's going to be a really talented young group down there in Rockford on the back end with Nicholas Bodan, Jakob Galvis, Alec Regula, Isaac Phillips, Michael Crudel. There's a lot of excitement top to bottom with this Ice Hogs roster this year, and Regula should be right in the middle of things again once he fully recovers from that back injury that he's been dealing with re- uh, recently. Regula... Um, he's just, ever since the Blackhawks acquired him, he's been one of their most intriguing prospects to me because not only is he six foot four and now well over 200 pounds, he's turned into a rugged defender. Um, he's not afraid to be physical. Uh, sometimes he lets that get the best of him and he could take some penalties, but kind of that sandpaper, the Blackhawks really need more of that. But not only is there that side to Regula, six foot four, 210 pounds, But he also has shown that he can provide a ton of offense from the back end as well with his versatility. If you're going back, go back to his time in juniors during his final year with the London Knights, where, by the way, Regula served as the team's co-captain, he actually led all OHL defensemen with 27 goals in his final year with London, including 15 of them coming via the power play. One thing worth noting with all all those power play goals, though, with Regula is that a lot of them came when he was actually playing in the bumper role for the London Knights' man advantage, kind of like what Tyler Johnson is doing for the Blackhawks right now. It seemed like, um, you know, with that size that Regula has and his strong shot, the Knights really wanted to 
have him in the center of things to, to give him some more opportunities and some more touches. Now, I don't imagine that the Blackhawks are, are probably going to use him in that same role, but still, Regula's versatility overall in the offensive zone gives him quite a unique skill set for a defenseman. And during his three games with the Blackhawks last season, one thing to star is that Regula did get an opportunity with the Hawks' second power play unit. So um, that's probably something that I imagine they're going to keep giving him chances at in the future. Uh, And you don't see, you know, um, the the Blackhawks haven't had a right-handed defenseman that can run things on the power play in in forever. So (laughs) with this kind of skill set, you know, being six foot four, a guy who's not scared to throw his weight around and also having kind of a, a bit of an underrated offensive game, I think, than people give him credit for. I mean, 27 goals in his final years of junior, his final year of juniors, excuse me. Um, I know it was his third playing with London, but he was still only 19 years old at the time. So I, I really do think there's something there offensively with Regula, and I think the Blackhawks recognize it as well. So I'm personally super excited to see how Regula fares once he gets back to being fully healthy. Knock on wood, hopefully that'll be sometime soon because, he again, he should play a big-time role for the Ice Hogs this season and uh, could even be one of the first call-ups on defense for the Blackhawks as well. And all of those reasons are why I have Alec Regula at number four on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, October 12th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast. His host, Scott Colin, leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.